What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. A protest demanding a ceasefire in Palestine is happening this weekend. Here to discuss is Kayla Yushoa, a youth organizer with Communities for a Better Environment in Richmond. Good morning, Kayla. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Kat. Kayla, let's talk to us about Chevron's local history in Richmond and why it's had such a negative impact even before Richmond was uh, incorporated as a city. Sure. So, yes, as you mentioned, um, Chevron set up their operations a few years before the city of Richmond proper was founded. So, of course, um, Delaunay people have been here since time immemorial in the East Bay. Um, but Chevron set up their operations in 1901. So it's been more than a century that they have been operating their massive 3000 acre refinery in our community. And they spew out um, millions of tons of toxins every single year. And it's primor- primarily people of color who live on the front lines of the refinery who are experiencing astronomical asthmatic rates. So Richmond is actually the 90th percentile for asthma in the entire state of California. And we know that every year there are um, a measurable amount of premature deaths, unfortunately, in Richmond attributed to the PM 2.5 um, exposure from the refinery alone. So they've really had a significant stronghold um, and impact on our community for more than a century. And can you talk a little bit about the, the ways in which communities community has fought back and why there doesn't seem to be any moves from the Richmond government to address this negative impact on everybody's health? Absolutely. So communities in Richmond have been fighting back against the refinery's environmental racism for decades. And there have been a long fight to build a progressive majority on the city council um, that took lots of work of frontline organizers to build that um, political power and momentum. But again, they are um, you know, operating on privately owned land and they have a massive amount of resources, a massive PR team, massive legal team. Um, so they continue to enrich themselves while harming our community because they have the economic and political power to be able to shield themselves from accountability. So that's something that we work on at Communities for a Better Environment to financially destabilize them um, and work for the long-term goal of decommissioning the refinery. But we know it's it's a long-haul fight and we're continuing through various different policy pathways and local grassroots organizing to build the people power necessary to destabilize them and ultimately decommission that refinery. All right, let's move on to um, talking about the protests this weekend and why it's being held. How is Chevron directly tied to the Israeli occupation in Palestine? Sure. So the Chevron Corporation supplies Israel with light and power via the operation and co-ownership of deep water gas fields off the coast of occupied Palestine. Um, And these two gas fields are primarily the Tamar and Leviathan gas fields which are massive. And both the Chevron Corporation and the state of Israel are enriching themselves as this genocide continues via these gas fields, which are enabling the current genocide and also have enabled the more than 75 year occupation of Palestinian land. And what are the demands specifically uh, of the action this weekend? 
Absolutely. So the three core demands of the action are one, that Chevron must shut down the Tamar and Leviathan gas fields. Two, Chevron must divest from the state of Israel and stop its complicity in apartheid and genocide. And three, we're calling on everyone to boycott Chevron until there is a permanent ceasefire and an end to the occupation of Palestine. Um, you you are with Communities for a Better Environment. Is this a coalition of organizations uh, calling for this action? And if so, who's involved? Yes. Yeah, so it's a large coalition of both residents, community members, Richmond um, community members who are neighbors to the Chevron refinery and also the broader East Bay community, as well as various grassroots organizations. So Communities for a Better Environment is one example, but also some of the other co-sponsors include the Asian Pacific Environmental Network, JVP, or Jewish Voices for Peace Bay Area, AROC, or the Arab Resource and Organizing Center, and many other um, organizations who are in the climate and environmental justice field. And this protest is taking place on Saturday, correct? Yes. So the protest will be taking place this Saturday, February 3rd at noon. The location is the Chevron Richmond Refinery Gate 14 on Castro Way at 580 Overpass. Um, just to share some accessibility information about the event for people who may be tuning in. The event will be outdoors on flat ground with sidewalks and curb ramps. We are not planning to march. We're asking people to wear high quality masks and if they're feeling sick, not to join us to keep our community safe. Um, also, there will be shuttles that will be running from the Richmond BART station. Um, at the passenger loading zone on 16th Street to the Chevron refinery to make it more accessible to our community. So those needing a shuttle can look for cars with signs that say Chevron out of Palestine or find a shuttle coordinator wearing a vest. Thank you so much for the the COVID protocols and the access protocols. Um, so important as we're in the middle of this very large surge uh, in the Bay Area and across the country. Um, in addition to, to access logistics, what activities are planned at the protest? What can people expect if they're going to show up? Absolutely. So it's primarily going to be a program of various environmental justice organizers and Richmond residents who are going to be sharing more about their stories and connecting the environmental racism that Chevron perpetuates in our community of Richmond to their complicity in the genocide in Gaza and sharing how our local efforts can be in solidarity with the Palestinian people and amplify um, their calls to the end of both the genocide and the more than 75 years of occupation of stolen Palestinian land. So it's really a family-friendly uh, political and public education event. Again, we will not be marching, and we have various um, accessibility measures to make sure that the event is safe and accessible to our communities. So we really encourage Richmond residents and also the larger East Bay to come join us to learn more about these intersections and how to tap into local organizing to make sure that we're ending this genocide as soon as possible. As an organizer, you're aware that it usually takes more than one protest to get demands met. Do you all have any follow-up plans? Is there a campaign timeline? Absolutely. So again, it is just one event that's really kicking off a larger movement to call for the boycotting of the Chevron Corporation. As you may be familiar, Kat, um, there's been a long-going movement, the Boycott Divest Sanctions Movement, calling on various corporations who are complicit um, in Israeli apartheid and genocide and occupation. But Chevron has not been uh, one of the major targets 
Yes. So we're trying to intervene and change that to make sure people understand their complicity in the ongoing occupation and genocide. So really, this event is the start of a much larger movement of working locally and nationally and globally to call out Chevron's complicity and demand that they end um, their profiteering and enabling of this genocide and occupation. I think this is my last question for you, Kayla. You're mm -hmm. a youth organizer. Can you talk about why this is important to you as a young person and how you're talking about it to other young folks that you're organizing? Absolutely. So both myself and many of uh, young people who live in Richmond come from communities, um, immigrant and refugee communities. We have been subjected to similar forms of violence, both um, from the various places in the global south that we come from and also here in the East Bay living in Richmond. So for me as a youth organizer, it's really important to help young people connect their lived experiences to um, the lived experiences of young people on the ground in Gaza and make sure that we're standing in solidarity with them. So as a, as a youth organizer, I help young people in Richmond connect those experiences, help them understand that bad actors like Chevron are not just complicit in harm locally, they're also enabling massive human rights violations and genocides of indigenous people right now, particularly in Gaza. So that's that's my approach in working with young people and helping them share their stories and build their power so that they can be part of these larger solidarity international movements. All right, Kayla, tell my listeners one more time where, when, and how they can get more information. Absolutely. So. This Saturday, February 3rd at noon, the location is the Chevron Richmond Refinery Gate 14 on Castro Way at that 580 overpass. If they need to get more information and need the access to the link to RSVP to the action, you can follow at symbol no fuel, the number four apartheid on Instagram. And again, there will be shuttles and accessibility measures put in place. So follow at symbol no fuel the number four apartheid on Instagram for all of this information and ways to get involved with the action and beyond. All right, Kayla, thanks so much for joining us this morning and for your work. <clears throat> Thank you, Kat, and it's a pleasure to be here in conversation with you. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam. <laughs>